Hi, this is Evan, and you're listening to Damsels in Detroit on Podcast Detroit. Hey, you guys. Welcome to episode two of Damsels in Detroit. Um, I'm here with two wonderful realtors, um, Leanne Allen and Valencia Page. So I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about them before we get started with our questions. Um, Leanne Allen is the assistant and licensed realtor at Dobie. Born and raised in Detroit, Leanne is an upbeat, energetic game changer that is passionate about supporting the dreams and visions of others. As an alumna of the University of Michigan, Leanne approaches every deal with the same goal in mind, to educate first. She believes that residents should be knowledgeable about what it takes to buy, sell, and maintain property and focuses on guiding her clients successfully through what is, for most, the largest purchase or sale of their lives. Valencia Page is a licensed real estate broker and the owner of Front Page Properties, servicing the Detroit area. Growing up in Detroit with realtors and brokers as parents, Valencia learned to appreciate the beautiful architecture and history that the city has to offer. She started working in the real estate business at just 18 years old and found early success as she became a multi-million dollar real estate producer. Now at 23, Valencia has established her own company located in New Center. She's passionate about providing spaces for families and entrepreneurs to invest in within Detroit and wants to inspire others to go after their goals, no matter how big they may seem. Welcome, ladies. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you for coming. I'm really excited (laughs) about this because I feel like whenever I see people out now, they're always like, I love when you post pictures of your place. Um, how I did do. you get it? Like, they have so many questions for me, and then I end up talking to them for, like, 30 minutes about <laughs> everything. And I'm just like, here's my realtor's information. <laughs> like, just follow her. It is um, a super adorable space. Thank is. you. It's really cute. Yes, we're going to get into our, our relationship, Leanne, and, yeah. how, <laughs> and how we became friends. Um, so why did both of you ladies decide to get into real estate? Did you? Okay. Well, personally, myself, I wanted to get into real estate as soon as I was 12. (laughs) I knew I was going to be an agent. Um, I started off helping my mom with her open houses, her marketing materials, helping her market her homes, and dealing with her her customers. And it, it just was a life that pretty much chose me, in a sense, and a journey that pretty much chose me. So I just followed on it. As soon as I became 18, I got my license and I fell in love with real estate. Um, the people that you meet, the stories that they tell, it's pretty um, phenomenal. And real estate has brought me nothing but blessings. So I continue to follow the path of um, this real estate and being a being a realtor and being a broker and a company owner. I just, I love it. <laughs> you know, people find uh, things that they want to do in life and there's no real way that you can explain how you feel like you're meant for something. And I truly feel like this is what I was meant to do. Yeah. Leanne. Well, mine is completely different. Mm -hmm. So I had family members that were in real estate, but it never really was something that I thought that I would do as a child. Um, I was one of those kids that wanted to do everything. Like when someone would ask me what I wanted to be, I would have a list of things. (laughs) Well, I want to be this and I want to be that and I want to be blah, 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 blah. Um, So I've been doing my best to kind of follow all of those paths, Mm -hmm. uh, funny enough. So... um, when I had been introduced to the idea of becoming a realtor, uh, it was through a family member. And I was just like, mm, I think I want to go get my degree first. Uh, so I kind of pushed that to the side. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go. I'm going to get my degree. So I went to U of M. I have a bachelor's uh, degree in psychology with a minor in community action and social change. It is a mouthful. I know. <laughs> um, and I did that. And then directly following undergrad, I actually worked for the University of Michigan for three years. And while I was in that um, job, then I decided to get my 
license, my real estate license. And I tried to juggle the two. So a full-time job and being a realtor at the same time. Yeah. It does not work. <laughs> if anyone thinks that it does, it doesn't. Um, so I did that. And then once I finally felt like I had uh, enough experience in my previous job to where if I wanted to move on or if I wanted to go back to doing that, I had enough experience where I could still get a job in that field. It's like, okay, I'm ready to try something different. Okay. So those millennials that change their mind all the time, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> so, Valencia, you started when you were 18. Yes. So can you just kind of talk about how it was when you first started at 18 to kind of where you are now? Mm-hmm. Well, at 18, um, I feel like at that age, not a lot of people take you as serious, you know, in regards to what you want to do. So showing homes as an 18-year-old uh, was a bit uh, intimidating, for lack of a better word. Um, a lot of agents did not think that I knew what I was doing inside of a deal because of my age, because of my youth, not knowing of my background and that I, I know what I'm doing. I know how to guide my clients. You know what I mean? Right. So being so young coming into something and also minority at that, yeah. um, people pretty much questioned what I had to, what I was doing. Um, and I feel like that was a big thing being 18 when I first got into real estate. And then also just the market when I got into real estate, um, in Detroit, I started back in 2015 where houses were just kind of, oh, not 2015, 2013. And the market was kind of just climbing, not necessarily there yet. I was showing homes in Rosedale Park for like 40000 Now they're 150 yeah. plus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's actually where yeah. I grew up. And so when I was going through my process and I was talking to my parents about how much they pay for their house compared to like what mm-hmm. I'm paying for, what I pay for my condo. It's like, oh, wow, that's <laughs> interesting because you would think that that would cost more because it's an actual home mm-hmm. and you have a basement and all of this stuff. But no. Yeah. <laughs> um, so kind of talking about that too, being young and being in your industry, do you guys feel like there are some disadvantages to that? Like, I know you just spoke about people not taking you seriously, but I'm sure you're a little bit older in your 20s. Um, do you feel like it's still kind of like a situation where you have to prove yourself or what is that like? I am also young, so I'm 25, yeah. but I got licensed when I was 23. Yeah, And um, it is definitely some. Uh, it's an interesting dynamic. So um, when you think of what a realtor is, you don't think of young, you don't think of black, you also usually don't think of women. Um, you usually have an idea of an older white male, um, someone who's probably got a little salt and pepper beer yeah. <laughs> um, and is just, you know, well versed in, in everything that they're doing. So we have the experience and we're able to talk and, you know, allow people to, to see that we're well-versed and we're well-read and well, uh, very knowledgeable of the market. But when you first pull up to a house or you first pull up to a meeting or, or something and you get out of the car, you get very surprised looks. You get um, qu- people questioning your ability. How old are you? How long have you been doing this? Right. Uh, so you kind of just either have to show up and show out and show your receipts and just let people know that I'm here, and yes, we're going to do this deal. Right. And uh, if you have any questions, let me know. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And to add to that, like, that was one of the the main reasons why I had um, got my broker's license. Because you have your real estate, you have your realtor self-person license, and then you have your broker's license. After three years in real estate and doing eight deals a year, you can get your broker's license. Okay. And uh, with that broker's license, you can own and operate your own company, and it is just a better title. So if anyone questions me, I can just say, hey, 
I'm a broker. I know. <laughs> okay. It's almost essentially like having your doctorate in real estate. Okay. So um, with that being said, uh, having my broker's license has really helped me being a 23-year-old agent. And then having, you know, a company has kind of made myself look a little bit more, you know, responsible in their eyes and making them a little bit more reassuring that I can get the deal done, I can get the deal closed. And... Uh, also, <laughs> um, it just it just really uh, surprises me when clients just come up to me and just outright tell me how old how old are you? They just ask me that, and I just get dance around the question. How old do I look? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I I don't really tell them until after closing. I'm like, dang. You're 23. Wow, I wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. but it's like, why not? Yeah, you know, exactly. You, why not? You why have do you the expect? experience. Yeah, you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's not like you just woke up one day and was just like, I'm going to sell somebody a house. Like, exactly. obviously, there was some type of training and mm-hmm. everything that you, and materials that you had to read to <laughs> even get to this point. So, yeah. Um, so. Also, Valencia, part of your journey is that you were diagnosed with cancer Mm -hmm. and you kind of had to take a break from your work. So can you talk about that experience and what that was like when you were just getting started and getting in your groove and, you know, kind of having to take a a backseat for a minute? Well, it was very, very challenging because when I when I found out that I had Hodgkin lymphoma, um, I was actually doing a deal. Um, so I was in the middle of trying to get my client's deal closed, and then I get this news, and she's like, okay, where did you go? Because I'm not going to lie, I kind of ghosted her for a second because I just got this overwhelming news. Yeah. And, you know, in that point in time, you're only thinking, okay, my life, where am I headed? Where am I going? Am I still going to have a life? <laughs> so I kind of pushed that to the back burner, but thank God I have parents, you know, yeah. who are in this industry. So they kind of kept that deal going for me. And at the time I had just gotten, I just got a condo in Harbortown. You know, my life was really taking off. Right. And then this thing happened <laughs> yeah. to me and I don't um, feel sorry for myself or regret it because I feel like everything happens for a reason yep. it truly you know opened my eyes to some of the things that I was doing inside of my life that were toxic and some of this some the path that I was going on that would have uh, hurt me essentially so this you know disease was almost like a blessing and you know Besting in disguise because I got to sit back and reevaluate what I was doing, mm-hmm. really think about what I wanted, where I wanted to go in life. I had that opportunity to kind of take a break, even though I was sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, that, that right there truly empowered me. It really did. It really, really did. And it made me want to pour what I knew and pour, um, empowerment into other people and that is part of why I became a broker so that I can help other people essentially know the things that I know in this industry and at the time my parents they were kind of in retirement mode they didn't want to start a company they Mm -hmm. didn't want to go back to being uh, real estate brokers but after I came out of um being sick and having chemo, I was like, hey, we need to do this again. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm to, ready. I'm ready. Yeah, we're ready. We're, we're back on it. We've, we've got to do this. <laughs> what a story. Wow. Um, so a lot of you may know or some may not, but Leanne was my realtor 
And so I just love her. She's awesome. She's probably one of the most helpful people I've like ever met. Um, and I've been in my condo for about six, seven months now. Mm-hmm. So, a year will be August, right? Yes. I remember. Oh um, she made sure to get me in there right before Labor Day. She's like, we're going to close before the holiday. Like, <laughs> um, But Leanne, can you talk about, um, or actually both of you, just how home, home ownership is attainable at a young age? Because I feel like when I was going through the process, I was just like, oh, my gosh, like this is really happening. And I don't know really too many other people that are walking around with keys to a condo or to a house at 20-something years old. So can you guys just kind of dispel those myths that it is definitely possible to own a house or a condo at 20-something? Well, there are a number of programs that are are available to first-time homeowners. Um, There's, or first-time home buyers. There's uh, programs that allow you to put down as low as Mm 3.3%. There are programs that even give you down payment assistance and that loan is forgivable. Um, funds could be gifted. I know that you can talk a little bit t- to that as well. Yeah. Um, and because the, the housing market is a little more stable now, um, especially what it's been in the past, um, banks are more, you know, more willing to loan money than they had been in the past, uh, specifically for properties that may have looked like more of a risk um, before. Now, um, they're just more able to look holistically at what's available, um, the ability for a person to pay. Um, your credit score doesn't have to be stellar. Okay. So there's a number of ways that it's attainable. Uh, just people have to do the research and they have to get in touch with a professional. So your realtor can walk you through that. I'm talking to a professional mortgage lo- um, loan person. So there's a number of ways to, to make it hap- happen and attainable. Oh, yeah. Right now, it's a very good time to buy a home because prices are prices are going to do nothing but go up. Detroit has already had its rock bottom, the where you go from rock bottom up. Right. So right now, like she said, um, lenders, they are more willing to lend. There was a point in time where people didn't want to um, work with anybody pre-approved with Quicken because Quicken was known not to, mm-hmm. <laughs> not mm-hmm. to get the loan closed. Okay. And now, you know, we're closing Quicken's loans, you know, with everything that's going on in Detroit, I presume. And yeah. <laughs> um, there's plenty and plenty and plenty of programs out there. One just went by my desk where the lender, he's giving – well, Flagstar, I'll just say their name, Flagstar, they're mm-hmm. doing a 100% conventional loan program. Okay. And they'll finance you 100% of the loan. You don't really bring have to bring much to closing, but your closing costs. Okay. So there are plenty of programs like that, um, like the $7,000 towards your down payment with FHA and MISHTA. Um, there's plenty of programs out there to help you um, get your first home. Uh, and not a lot of people know that. Not a lot of people think it's attainable because of their student loans, their credit, this and that and the other. Consult with the lender. You never know until you try and i've i've made i've uh, i'm sorry i had actually um, provided some information to one of my closest friends and she was like no i don't think i can i still got this apartment on my credit blah 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 and mm-hmm. <laughs> she finally just called him and he was and she was like hey uh, he said I can get pre-approved for one hundred and fifteen thousand. Okay, when are we going house shopping? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said I told you you never know until you call, so don't be scared. You know what do you have to lose by making yeah. a call? 
So seriously, the worst somebody can say is no. Yeah, yeah and the internet is such a great resource. Yes. So you're able to do a ton of research on the front end before mm-hmm. you even go in to you know get that pre approval. Mm-hmm. So just doing research to find out what's the minimum credit score you can have, okay. and if your score doesn't reach that minimum, then what can you be doing working up to that point to get right. your score up there? Mm-hmm. And you know I'm not a, a credit counseling person, so I try to make sure that <laughs> yeah. you know I protect myself from that. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, I do you know tell people that there are so many easy ways for you to boost your score in a relatively short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, just making sure that you're paying off debt. And if you can't pay it off in full, pay more than the minimum balance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, paying things early or on time, never miss a payment. Mm-hmm. Uh, keeping your debt to income low. So there's so many ways to boost your score that a lot of people don't know. So that's one of the biggest things that I talk to first-time homebuyers about when we're doing our consultation. Mm-hmm. Like if I know that they're not going to be able to get pre-approved, then our conversation shifts to, okay, what do your finances look like? Right. What is it that you're doing? How can you change your habits so that in the next six months, maybe we can revisit this conversation and right. then you'll be in a better space. Do you ladies find that you've been having more people contact you that are of our age group that are ready to purchase? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's exciting. It's, it's just, so exciting. Yeah. Like I said, like every time I see somebody now, it's just like, okay, so let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm always just like, follow my realtor on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can DM her anytime. <laughs> Um, is that where all those DMs have been coming from? Yes, probably <laughs> so, because literally, I'm telling you, if if I'm not referring them to you, I'm just like, get on Realtor.com. Like, see what you like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, see, see what you think that you can afford first. So, mm-hmm. for me, I had a horrible apartment experience. I was literally only in an apartment for a day and found out that it had bed bugs and like it was horrible no yeah it was horrible it was horrible so after that it was kind of like I was reevaluating like do I want to spend this money in rent and I didn't want to move out of Detroit Mm -hmm. and the rent in Detroit right now is just crazy so it's like I could either pay this much to rent something or I could pay X amount of dollars every month and actually Mm -hmm. own it Mm -hmm. so um, what Leanne was talking about in reference to like gift um, gift funds. My dad helped me out a lot, like with the down payment and stuff like that. So we worked it out. And so it was a loan. Um, I definitely have to pay him back. <laughs> but um, definitely, I think that if you guys have that support or if you talk to somebody in your family about that investment, just see if they're like willing to help you. Because I know it's difficult to try to get all that money and stuff on your own. And I think that what that's what people shy away from because they're like, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't do the down payment or whatever. But it's possible. So I just want people to know that. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some basic things that you think people need to know before they get started with the home buying process? Well, like I was saying, um, making sure that your credit is as best as it can be. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're... If you have a credit card and you're like maxed out, then slowly but surely start to pay that down and you'll see your score rising. Uh, If you are a person that likes to pay your rent a few days after it's due, you know, (laughs) then maybe try to slowly move that date up and then actually get it paid on time and then start to paying it earlier. Uh, If you don't have a savings account, then start by maybe putting $50 in Every every other week, if you can't do every week, um, just slowly but surely changing your habits, because it's really hard to make mm-hmm. complete 180 it life is. changes. It's mm-hmm. so, so difficult. Mm-hmm. And that's what paralyzes a lot of people from deciding and buying a home because they feel like it's just this monumental thing. It's this mm-hmm. monumental task that they can't make happen. Right. But if you start with the end goal and you reverse engineer it and you see the steps that lead up to that, then it, it's not as daunting.
daunting and it's uh, doable. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I would definitely say make sure your credit is on the right track and you keep on saving money. You know, even if you are getting, like I mentioned, you know, funds at closing and aid at closing to help pay that down payment or your closing costs, make sure that you have enough money to close the deal without that assistance. Okay. Because what if something goes wrong? Right. I've had that happen before. You know, <laughs> the lender didn't ask, you know, did she have this $15,000 down with, you know, if it wasn't there, you okay. know, if she just did something wrong and one fell swoop, boom, you know, we can't do the deal anymore. Make sure you have the money if you, you know, if something happens and then that money can go towards something when you get inside the home. What if you get inside the home and a pipe bursts yeah. or the electric goes out or something crazy, you know, God forbid happens, you know, you're going to need to make sure that you have some money saved up for even after the closing. Yeah. So I would just say, save all your ducats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always tell people that you don't want to be house poor. Mm-hmm, exactly. So having an amazing house, but you don't have the money to keep it up. Yeah. You don't have, you know, anything to, to keep you going and still live a life that you were used to before. Right. So um, it's exciting to have that goal and want to achieve that, but uh, making sure that you're prepared for it in the long run. And I think that that can kind of, you know, go along with any life lesson is just saving money is so important because like that's something that my parents have always stressed. Like if you, if something happens to you, what are you going to do? Like if you're, Mm -hmm. you know, car breaks down or if, you know, cause stuff is going to happen. It's just inevitable. Like we cannot control every single thing in our lives. So it's just important. Even if it's just you starting out with like a hundred dollars, you know, that's a hundred dollars that you didn't mm-hmm. spend that you mm-hmm. could use for something else. Oh, so, yeah. and to add to that, you know, real estate, owning your own piece of real estate really helps you for saving. You know, I had mentioned that I had a condo in Harbor Town, mm-hmm. and I had gotten sick. You know, I couldn't work, so I had to sell my corn, my condo in order to, you know, have some money and you know live right. <laughs> essentially. So your house is your retirement plan. You know, your house is your savings. You know, in case you have to sell it and maybe rent for a second until you give back on your feet it definitely helps out so as realtors do you all get sucked into like the hgtv land do you oh my gosh (laughs) so i i actually posted about this on my page so i uh, i did so i do something every tuesday it's called tuesday tip and the most recent one that i did was the the hgtv effect Mm -hmm. and before i became a realtor i loved hgtv (laughs) i would sit and watch it for hours but now (laughs) it's frustrating because it just paints this flowery view Mm -hmm. of the home buying process and people think that it goes so quickly right. and you fall in love with the first house that you walk in or you find three and you're you're trying to choose between those three. And, right. Um, you know, of course, there's some maybe that it may happen that way. But for the most part, it never, ever happens like that. Mm-hmm. And um, it's frustrating for us as realtors because we're trying to manage expectations that have already been set by a, a, a television show. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I start from the very beginning when I first sit down with someone and I say, do you like HGTV? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Stop watching it. Yeah. <laughs> because it's going to, um, you know, expectations are a good thing to have, but uh, comparison is also the thief of joy. Yep. So when people are comparing their home buying process to what they've seen on HGTV and it doesn't match up, then they're frustrated mm-hmm. and they're disappointed yep. and they're wondering, like, why didn't my um, experience go that way? Yeah, in so an hour. Why it, didn't it? it exactly. Oh, yeah. You know, it takes, I mean, it takes 30 to 45 days to close mm-hmm. on a right. loan. Like, they don't show that exactly. on TV. Oh, yeah. And they probably have been following those people along for that period of time, but mm-hmm. because of the editing, it just seems like everything happened 
within 45 minutes. So you're walking mm-hmm. in, like you said, with that expectation that I'm supposed to have a house at the end of this day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's even worse than that. I mean, you have to be very, very realistic. And so when when they make these shows, they literally the buyer, they pick out their home before the show even starts. Oh, wow. They go yeah. and they preview okay. homes. Mm-hmm. You know, they pick out which one they like and they probably already have an offer on it. And oh, they're probably already going mm-hmm. through the deal. Yep. And then they just, you know. Bring up a whole bunch of fake homes. Okay, we're going to look at A, B, and C. But, you know, we picked C. And obviously, they picked C because they already are in a deal inside Right. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. No, it's true. Mm-hmm. And it's so different when you're actually showing homes, too. Because so each person is different. Right. So I'll ask people, do you like me to give you a tour of the whole, whole home on the front end? Or would you prefer that I just kind of take a back seat, you walk around, and then you come and ask me questions? Right. Mm-hmm. Like HGTV, they're, they're showing them, oh, and to yeah. your left, you'll see this and you'll yep. see that in Boston. Blah, 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 and it just all depends on the person. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Well, now I need to stop watching Property Brothers. You can still watch it and enjoy it. But it's good entertainment. But it's not reality. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just because of how you said that they already picked out the house, Mm -hmm. it's like if you watch a show like House Hunters and they Mm -hmm. do show the three homes, and it's like you kind of do automatically know which one they're going to pick. And Mm -hmm. it's always the one that they have to do some work to. So it's like they first show them. And I've realized the system now. Like at first, they'll show them one that's way out of their budget, it's totally renovated. Um, <laughs> one of the people within the couple will like it. They're like, well, I just want all new move-in ready stuff. And then they'll show them kind of like a an okay kind of house next. And it's like within their budget, it doesn't have everything. And they show them this one that they have to just completely like a fixer-upper type of deal. And that's mm-hmm. the one that they always choose. But... Wow, I just learned something new. The <laughs> <laughs> only reason I know is because someone hit me up and asked me to show one of my listings, and they said they were going to do it. They already got the house, but, you know, we want to see yours house to put inside of there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, that's how it goes. Mm. <laughs> Sneaky. Exactly. <laughs> so I posted on my um, Instagram page that I was going to have you all here. Um, and so, like I said, people are always asking me questions. So I just gave them the opportunity to ask me something to ask you all. Okay. So I'm going to be the, the middle woman right now. <laughs> um, so here are some questions from our listeners. Um, you guys kind of already answered this one, but Miss Glow Up Official from Instagram wanted to know what your credit score had to be and what is a good amount of money to have saved up before looking for a house. All right. Well, me nor Leanne, we're not real, t- not, not um, lenders, so we can't necessarily tell you the exact requirements. Um, you'd have to consult your local lender. Mm-hmm. However, um, I know a lender who has a credit requirement of as low as 580. Okay. You know, if your credit score is 580, I know that sounds ridiculous. Normally, the standard is 620, mm-hmm. but I do know someone who does the 580. Okay. And uh, as far as money that you should have saved up, like I said, you should have enough saved up to close the deal you know if, you, if you're looking at homes that are 80 80,000 bucks and normally you need about six percent of that to close the deal mm-hmm. roughly so Keep have that it, yeah have that at least saved up okay so shoot for as high of a credit mm-hmm. score as you can um, I always tell people 620. Mm-hmm. I, I also have lenders who have done as low as 580, mm-hmm. but I tell people shoot yeah. for 620. You're going to get a uh, slightly better interest rate. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's just it's just going to save you money mm-hmm. in the long run. So try to get it as high as you possibly can. It's really case by case. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Jackie O from Instagram also wants to know how do you determine what you can really afford when looking for homes? That's determined by your lender. 
Um, that's why getting a pre-approval is so important before mm-hmm. you start looking versus pre-qualification. Those are two different things. So make sure that you're getting a pre-approval. Great. You can actually explain those because that was somebody's question. As well. <laughs> they wanted to know the difference. Okay. So um, with pre-qualification, it's kind of more so a surface level look. Um, they're looking at pretty much how much money you make, um, what your credit score is based off what you told them. um, And then they're giving an overall estimate of how much home you can afford. The problem with that is um, they're not doing an actual run on your credit. Uh, They're not doing a deep dive into your finances and they're not able to see the holistic view of how much home you can afford. So with pre-approval, they're actually doing a lot of that back end legwork. They're running your credit score. They're looking at your pay stubs. They're looking at your W-2s from last year, Mm -hmm. any assets that you have. Um, debt. So they're looking at all of those things holistically to really tell you how much home you can afford with a pre-approval. Okay. So oftentimes you'll see um, realtors with listings, they'll put in the comments that they won't accept uh, offers that don't have a pre-approval letter with them. So it's very, very important to make sure that you're getting pre-approved first. Yeah. A lot of times they won't even let you show a home without mm-hmm. the pre-approval letter. Yeah. 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 That see was it. something that, well... I think that people were still letting me see them, Mm -hmm. but they were always just like, well, just make sure that you get this before you start looking at other ones. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely had to make a move on that because I kind of my dad and I just started looking because we were not aware of what the process is like. Mm So, I mean, I was learning literally every step of the way. Every time I saw a new place, I feel like I was learning more information. So Mm -hmm. I actually have a client that lost out on a house because they didn't get their pre-approval first. Um, So I I told them, I said, look, I'm going to show you just this one freebie and then you have to get your pre-approval and right. the freebie actually ended up being the one that yeah. they loved oh they're like gosh. I love this one I want to put in an offer on it I'm just mm-hmm. like okay but. <laughs> but you have to move fast like you yeah, have to get exactly. this pre-approval by tomorrow mm-hmm. and they got it by the next day um, but there had al- already been an offer in on the house so we mm-hmm. still submitted ours mm-hmm. but because the f- offer came the other offer came in first they ended up mm-hmm. getting the house yeah you got to think about it like this would you go to the store without your wallet? Right. You know, you can't pay the cashier without your money or your debit card. You you can't. So you have to get your money before you go out and start shopping. That's okay. what your pre-approval letter is. Um, Just a little segue. Negotiating. I know that sometimes, too, people... Um, kind of steer away from that. They think that whatever that price is listed as for that home is what it's going to be. So can you guys kind of talk about the importance of negotiating and how it's possible to get a lower price? Yeah, it is possible to get a lower price. However, you have to be realistic in what the market is going for. Mm-hmm. Like in certain parts of Detroit and in certain parts of Ferndale and other places, you know, they're very, very popular, hot, high traffic areas. You know, if you know that area is hot, high traffic, the home is beautiful, the home is priced, you know, right for all the comps inside of the area, then it's going to go fast. And more than likely, you're not going to be able to get that home for lower than what it's listed for. Oftentimes, you're going to have to go over what it's listed for. So in those areas, there aren't too, there isn't too much room for negotiation. Okay. But you may see a home that uh, is obviously overpriced mm-hmm. <laughs> in an area that isn't so popular. And you may be able to negotiate that one or fix her up where you may be able to negotiate. Okay. But you just have to be very realistic. If it's, the house is 155 and everybody and their mama is looking at it, right. then, <laughs> then you know that home is not going to go for 155. It'll go for 160. Okay. But if it, you know, has been on the market for a while, you know, nobody's really paying attention to it, mm-hmm. then possibly we could go lower and negotiate. Negotiate lower or negotiate, you know, you get in some money back at closing. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
All of that. Ditto. (laughs) And also um, cash sales. Cash is king. So Mm -hmm. you can usually have a lot more uh, say-so in what you get if you're paying cash for it. Exactly. So Dorothy H. from Instagram wants to know, do you really need 20% for a down payment? Yeah, so we touched on this earlier. Um, there are a lot of programs out there that are available to first-time homebuyers. And first-time also mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that you've never bought a home before. Mm-hmm. There are some programs where if you haven't bought a home within the last five years, you're considered a first-time homebuyer. Okay. Yeah. So um, as low as 3% is what I've seen. Um, and like she said earlier, if you are saving, make sure that you have at least 6% of what that um, purchase price is so that you're con- – taking into consideration your closing costs. Mm-hmm. So last listener question is from Phaedra H. from Facebook. Um, she wanted to know the difference between um, different loan types like FHA, FHA and conventional. Well, the main difference between FHA and conventional, FHA is a loan um, given to low to moderate income households um, provided by the government. So it's a very empowering loan for people who um, typically would not think they could get a loan, can uh, afford a house. Now, a conventional loan is not that. I believe it's a loan from the bank. Like I said, I'm not a lender. Right. So this is just information that I know in speaking with a lender. Exactly. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so that's what an FHA loan is. Now, the thing about FHA loans um, that make them not as desirable for a seller accepting offers um, than a conventional loan. Conventional loans are a little bit more desirable. FHA loans, you have to forego an FHA appraisal and inspection. And with that FHA appraisal and inspection, the home has to be up to code. There can't be anything that is a safety hazard, such as something as little as there being a handrail missing from the stairs or the carpet is up and causing a trip hazard or a sidewalk is up causing a trip hazard, then that'll make that seller or that buyer have to go and fix those things and do unnecessary things Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, to get the home sold because they're not going to close on it until you get those hazards um, fixed. Now, with a conventional loan, you don't have to do that. You could just buy a home that doesn't need repair, you know, a home that is a complete rehab job. You can do that with a conventional loan. But with an FHA loan, you have to have a home that's pretty much sharp as an arrow. And if even if it's not, you have to have a seller who's willing to make some of those changes for you or, you know, you might be willing to negotiate and do some of the, that those changes and work with that seller. So that is the main difference between the two, and that's why m- most sellers um, see an offer more serious when it's a conventional loan, not saying that they're not going to accept the FHA one either. Mm-hmm. You also typically need a stronger credit score for yep, conventional loans okay. and um, higher down payments, mm-hmm. typically. Again, we are not exactly. Lenders. They are not, not lenders, lenders, guys. This is just information. But call us to get a lender. Right. Yes, we have all kinds of referrals for you. Um, so what is the most rewarding thing for you all about being realtors? Handing someone their keys. <laughs> yeah. Like that's always always the best part. Mm-hmm. Handing someone their keys, seeing the smile on their face, um, and being able to show that what you promised at the very beginning actually did happen in the end. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. We're helping people with their biggest milestone, you know, almost in life. You know, they're buying a home, whether it's to start a family in it, whether it's their first investment property. We're helping um, accomplish that. And that right there is a very, very good sense of euphoria. We get to be a part of that. You know what I'm saying? We get to really help out people. That's what we do. We help out people Mm -hmm. every day. We get them through one of the biggest things that they have to go through in life. So I think that right there is satisfaction, you know. (laughs) So what does it mean for you to be a damsel in Detroit? (laughs) (laughs) So I am um, kind of all over the place. So my heart is in Detroit. I'm from Detroit, born and raised on the west side. (laughs) My mom and my youngest brother still live there. I'm one of six children. Mm -hmm. There's three girls, three boys. Um, But... So being able to leave the city, but still have it so deeply embedded in my heart and in my spirit and just the way that I do things. Detroit hustles harder. Like it's a real, it's a true thing. Um, But in in the areas that I go, so when I I lived in Ann Arbor, I now live in Royal Oak. Um, My brokerage is in Birmingham. But every opportunity I get, I will tell any and everyone that I'm from Detroit because there's still this stigma that's attached to it. And a lot of people don't really... um, realize how amazing people from Detroit are, um, how incredible it is and how it's been growing very quickly. So to be a a damsel in Detroit, (laughs) just, I'm not a damsel in distress. No. Okay. No, 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 no. I, I'm out here. I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, letting people know that the city is amazing, that there are are communities that are growing, that are thriving. Um, Yeah. I love it. Mm -hmm. Valencia. Oh, yeah. Being a damsel in Detroit, to me, it means being being powerful, okay? Okay, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) Um, being powerful in a sense that, like she said, Detroit Detroit women, we do hustle harder. It's this sense and spirit of of a hustler's mentality here that is like no other, Mm -hmm. you know. The women entrepreneurs here, you know, there are so many things that are going on for women here in Detroit that is just growing at a fast and rapid rate. Even what you're doing right now, Evan. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's really, it's, it's unlike no other, you know. So being a damsel in Detroit, I feel like is being um, powerful, being strong and being unique because here in the D, us women, we are truly unique. We are yeah, like I mean. no other city's women, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so where can people connect with you um, if they just want to, you know, ask you questions or if they are ready to start looking for homes, where can people get in touch with you? So I am on Instagram and Facebook and newly um, uh YouTube. Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I've been trying to like work all of them and it's proving to be a little bit more difficult, mm-hmm. but, um, at Leanne underscore Henry, uh, Leanne Henry on YouTube, uh, Leanne, the millennial realtor on Facebook, but you can type in Leanne Henry everywhere and it'll probably come up. Go ahead and spell it for us just because you know. Right. <laughs> Le- like sure. Leanne, L E A N N underscore H E N R I. So my middle name is Henrietta, but I shortened it to Henry. That's cute. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. And you guys can find me at Valencia Page on all social media platforms. And that is V A L Y N C I A P A G E, Valencia Page, like a page in a book. And you can also visit my website at www.valenciasellsdetroit. 
Perfect. So I just want to thank you, ladies, for coming. I think this was a really good talk. I think that people are going to get a lot of good information. And hopefully they'll start calling you because I just felt more connected having a realtor that was my age. Yes. As opposed to (laughs) I had a couple other ones before, you know, I got to you and I was just like, you guys are not really Mm -hmm. invested in my feelings. Mm -hmm. You're just trying to sell a house. Like one guy. I went to go see a condo and it was his son's condo. Yeah. He was trying to sell it. And mm-hmm. so I didn't what? I didn't want to live there. And so he kept emailing me like, I thought you liked this place. Like, what happened? Yeah. I'm like, okay. Um. <laughs> and that's another yeah. reason why what we do is so important mm-hmm. because there are not a lot of um, realtors that are our age. And mm-hmm. if they are, then, you know, they're not in our area. Right. So just taking back. Uh, the millennial generation and helping Mm -hmm. us to really um, help buy homes and revitalize communities and feel included in the spaces that we're in. It's very important. Oh, yeah. Being able to connect with a lot of people is definitely important because being a realtor is a social job. So we have to be able to put on a billion different hats (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> and be able to be as non-biased as possible and really give people insightful information. So that's kind of crazy that that guy was like, hey, just buy this house because he could have, you know, if he really yeah. sat down and talked to you and connected with you, he could have helped you find your next home. But thank exactly. God you found the end. You know, because, <laughs> again, everything happens for a reason. Exactly, it does. You know, that was you a know? blessing in disguise like we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. He was not, we weren't supposed to be connected no way but again thank you ladies so much um i'm excited about this and hopefully like i said everybody will start reaching out to you guys just to you know start the conversation Mm -hmm. so thank you all and remember that detroit girls do it better okay Okay. (laughs) and we'll see you guys next week